The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And thanks, everybody, for being here today. Um, We are returning to a subject that we um, covered in some detail only a mere couple weeks ago, and we're blessed to be joined again with um, by... Dr. and Reverend Neroli Duffy. Hi, Hi, great to be with you all and Hi, welcome to our listeners. Yes, did you think we'd be back to this subject so soon? I had a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> we just didn't want to leave this one alone, we did didn't. we? Well, I want to no. thank all of you out there for your emails. Um, thank you so much for your interest in the subject. Um, we got quite a few, which is always gratifying. We, all, we, we like to know you're out there, and when you let us know with an email, a question, a concern, a comment, Feedback of any kind, we just love it. So, in our first program on this subject, we, um, which we broadcast, by the way, on April 1st, it's only been two weeks, okay. <laughs> we learned a lot about the healing properties of gemstones and crystals, about their interrelationship with light and vibration, about the connections with the Ascended Masters, and we, we basically covered a lot. In this show, we'll be focusing on the relationship between gems and chakras, and we'll be looking at how these interact with the seven initiatic paths or rays of spiritual growth. Now, before we launch into this, I'll give you a quick um, overview. For those of you who may be unfamiliar with these seven rays, the seven rainbow rays of spiritual light correspond to the seven major energy centers or chakras in the body. Each ray has a unique color, frequency, and quality, and each one represents a different path to self-mastery. And by the way, in our next segment, we'll be listening to an interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet about the Lords of the Seven Rays and the colors, etc. We'll get to that in a few minutes. But for now, Narrowly, where do we begin? Wow. <laughs> That's a big question. Indeed. But, you know, we can narrow it down. Um, I think gemstones and crystals correlate extremely well with our spiritual centers and those seven rays. And all you need to do is take the color of a gemstone and a crystal, and that will clue you in to the vibration and the energy of that crystal or that gemstone and what it can be used for. And it really is a fascinating science and an art. Mm -hmm. And so you can actually dedicate a stone or crystal to a specific purpose, and then this stone or energy 
force field within the crystal can actually hold energy for you, just as your spiritual centers hold energy. And so when you wear the stones or crystals or you hold them or you just have them in your home, they accumulate the energy of your life, your prayers, your devotions, and then they slowly send them out each day, even while you're not there. Mm -hmm. Um, And it can be extremely helpful. So it's safe to say that a chakra is like a storehouse of light. Exactly. Our spiritual centers are storehouses for light. And interestingly, according to the Ascended Masters, they are intended to shine like jewels. Oh. But for most of us, our centers can only hold so much light. And maybe we're not aware of purifying them, so they're not radiating in that gorgeous jewel-like quality that they should be. But we can use the light of gemstones and crystals to give us additional assistance and increments of energy. And so in good times, in bad times, in times of challenge, or simply you're just facing whatever you have to do each day, these gemstones and crystals can really help. Well, when our chakras are healthy, do we see that uh, in our auras? Yes. People that can see auras do see that the light is blazing in each of those spiritual centers, and they do look like They do look like gemstones. They do look very beautiful because each of them has a number of petals and so many facets to it. And, and, you know, a gemstone, when it's polished and faceted, looks particularly beautiful. And the light just bounces off it. And that's what happens with your chakras. Well, you know, I'll have to say that since the last show, um, I I went and purchased some of these gemstones. (laughs) And you were very helpful. You kind of led me to different ones that I should get. And uh, so I'm thinking, you know, Prior to that show, I, there was probably a certain density in me about, you know, really understanding and appreciating mm-hmm. the gems. And um, so the more we have them around, the more we'll understand them. Yes. It's like, like yes. they'll begin to radiate to us, yes. hey, pick me up, put me in your pocket yeah. today because you're going to need help on this, this and that. And it's important mm-hmm. to study them. It's important to study them a little bit if you can. And if you listen to Mrs. Prophet a little bit later on these seven rays, you'll start to get some clues. I see. Because there's seven rays, seven chakras, gemstones for each one, a musical instrument for each one. Oh, yeah. A spiritual tradition, Buddhism, Hinduism, whatever, Christianity. And and we'll get to this in a little while. And there's an anchor point in the physical body. Yeah. Now, you mentioned something last time we talked about this that I think is worth repeating, and that is that any jewel gemstone, crystal that we use should be aligned or should be uh, consecrated or blessed in some way in order to get it vibration correct because they do store the energy of whoever perhaps held them. The store that it was in. Sure. When it was in the ground, it was absorbing perhaps the good and the bad and whatever may have happened. The stones in the ground, a war took place there 300 years ago. You know, all of that, it's all natural. It all gets absorbed and it Mm -hmm. helps to hold the balance in the earth. But also... You need to have that purified. I could imagine that some very famous gems must oh. carry a great oh weight. The Hope Diamond or the, you know, yeah, you <laughs> oh, can yeah. imagine. The Crown Jewels. Yes. Yeah. Well, since we've begun talking about this from the standpoint of the relationship between and among, you know, gems and crystals and chakras and the seven rays, let's kind of start at the top. Let's start at the top. Yeah, the Crown, the chakra. crown chakra. Do you want to just go there? Yes. And- let me just tell you about that. The Crown Chakra is a golden yellow. And if you see the pictures of the saints, you'll see their beautiful halos or golden chakras around them. And it's the second ray, which is God's wisdom, illumination, education. Mm -hmm. It's most pronounced on Sunday, the day of rest. Mm -hmm. The ascended master who works with us on that is Lord Lanto. And the gemstones for that are the yellow diamond, the yellow sapphire, 
the topaz and the citrine quartz, which are all yellow stones. Wow. So let me just tell you about the diamond. We talked about diamond last time. We, we did. In quite a bit of depth, but let me just cover the highlights. Well, yes, because we. I, I must say again that it's hard not to only scratch the surface oh, here. Yes. <laughs> you know? yeah. Well, the yellow diamond and the yellow sapphire are for wisdom, illumination, and understanding. And who doesn't need all of that? Golly, let me think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me think. I'm going to talk about the sapphire a little bit more in the throat chakra section. Good, okay. Because... You can get different colors of sapphires. You can get different colors of topazes. But the color will clue you in. So the diamond is the highest vibrating crystal. And it gives you strength Mm -hmm. and courage and fortitude. And you think about a diamond. You know, it's it's rock solid. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you can't shatter it. And it strengthens your body and your mind. It gives you purity and fearlessness. And it's a focus of God's will. Now, what are the um, what religion is associated with the diamond and the the crown chakra, and maybe even what musical instrument? Okay. <laughs> well, let me just first say that the diamond, because it has no color at all, and yet it reflects all the colors, mm-hmm. is actually for each one of these chakras. But it's most apparent mm. in um, in the crown, in the throat. But the musical instrument for the crown is the strings. Strings, yeah. Okay. Um, the anchor point in the physical body is the pineal gland, oh, that dope. little gl- gland at the top of the head. Nobody really knows what <laughs> it does. doesn't seem to do, quote, much, but we think spiritually <laughs> it probably does a lot. Yeah, I can't do without the it. The spiritual tradition, yeah. I'm going to let you guess this. You, you'll be able to figure it out. The Buddhism. crown chakra is Buddhism. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. you think of Buddha, glowing yellow light, you know, he's sitting there Low, in meditation. All the lotus petals. Yeah, and, yeah, all of that. So the diamond actually can help you to defend against enemies, and it corresponds to the diamond heart of Mary. Let me just tell you a little bit about topaz because it's really important. In the Middle Ages, it was worn to sharpen the intellect. It's also used to calm anger and bring about tranquility. And Edgar Cayce called it the source of strength. So you can see that a lot of these stones are very strengthening. Mm -hmm. They're very balancing. They're very healing. They engender health. Mm -hmm. The ancient Greeks used the topaz in healing. They said that it helps you to be very cautious and sage-like, which is a quality of the crown chakra. <laughs> How nice, yeah. Interestingly, it can actually prevent sudden death. So it's a very handy stone to uh, wear. I want one. You want one? Yeah. yeah. And the masters teach us that the topaz focuses the Holy Spirit for the opening of the crown chakra and the wisdom of the heart. So it's not just like, give me more understanding. It's like, Wisdom, not just knowledge, but mm-hmm. wisdom. And, and doesn't the diamond also uh, serve as a focus of God's will? It does. Yeah. Yes, it absolutely does. And it's diff- And it's interesting because um, both the quartz crystal and the diamond are used for each of the chakras and each of the seven rays, but they have a slightly different action depending on which chakra it is. Mm-hmm. They they <laughs> respond to that. They oh, seem I to see. know which one it is. It's yeah. amazing. Let me just tell you about one more stone on the yellow, which is the citrine quartz. Oh, yeah. It's a warm mm-hmm. golden gemstone. It's a cleanser, a regenerator, and a healer. And it actually carries the power of the sun to activate the crown chakra and intuition. It's said to warm your soul. It helps you to raise self-esteem while promoting joy. And it overcomes fear and anger. So not only do these stones, such as citrine, topaz, yellow diamond... Not only do they dissipate and absorb negative energy and prevent it from going to you, but it's also said in the citrine that it can even warn you 
mm. when you need to take action to protect yourself. So these these little nature spirits that go with these stones are very intelligent, and they'll go like tap tap on the shoulder, warning, <laughs> warning. Hello. Yeah. Uh, great thing about citrine. It's an abundant stone. It attracts prosperity and success. So you put it in the prosperity corner of your home, if you know about Feng Shui. It's a happy and generous stone. Mm -hmm. It encourages you to share your wealth, but also to hold on to your wealth. So the Feng Shui thing kind of goes with this, too. We need to have a fair knowledge about Feng Shui so that we can distribute our our gems throughout the everything, home. Everything in balance and harmony. Yeah. Well, one of the reasons that we wanted to come back to this subject was the relationship with the seven major rays, you know, the chakras we talked about at the beginning. And the fact that these are all designed, the understanding, the teachings that are given to us by the Ascended Masters are designed to help us become uh, greater in our mastery. Exactly. And the stones, the gemstones, the crystals can aid mm-hmm. in this regard. And um, the reason I'm bringing this up right now is that before we move on to the third eye chakra and the other chakras, mm. we want to c- kind of go visit this subject of the seven rays, these initiatic rays for spiritual growth, because soon here in just a couple of minutes, we're going to listen to a, a brief interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet on these mm. seven rays so that we can have a greater and deeper context for understanding how these colors work in the, the various mm. gemstones, the qualities, the focuses of light, and you know why it's important mm-hmm. to kind of have all these things in harmony and why it's good to have them in our lives where we're wearing them or having them in our possession. So I just want to say that because we're going to take a break right now, and uh, in a couple of minutes we'll be back. And when we do come back, we're going to hear this interview on the mm-hmm. seven rays. Then we'll go back to our discussion. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. pick up where we left off, uh, starting with the third eye chakra. And um, if that sounds good to everybody, then... Sounds like a plan. That's the plan. So uh, we're going to go to a break, everybody. Please stay with us. And when we return, we'll hear an interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the seven paths to wholeness, otherwise known as the seven rays. Thank you. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. (laughs) 
You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And thanks, buddy, for staying with us. We are back. This is The Open Door, and today we're talking about chakras, crystals, and the seven rays of initiation. And uh, we're being visited again by uh, Dr. and Reverend Nerly Duffy. I want to see, is that doctorand? <laughs> Redditor? I answer to anything that's close. <laughs> yeah. Well, in any event, as we promised uh, before our break, uh, we're going to be listening to a brief interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the seven paths to wholeness, where she answers the question, what are the seven rays? What do the seven rays have to do with the path? What are the qualities, retreats, and colors of the rays? And who are the Johans of the rays? Here is Elizabeth Clare Prophet. What does the flame in the heart have to do with the path of discipleship in the Aquarian age? There have been disciples of Christ and of Buddha for thousands of years. Even before the coming of Christ and Buddha, there were followers of the essential flame of God. Discipleship, then, can best be studied in the lives of the great disciples of East and West. I was thinking this morning of St. John of the Cross, who wrote The Living Flame of Love. The fulfillment of his life was the discovery of this intense love of God, whereby God gives himself totally to his servant, and the servant gives himself totally to God. And in this consummation of love there is a fusion whereby God becomes man and man becomes God. This is only possible through the threefold flame in the heart. It is only possible because God has already endowed us with sonship by placing within us that portion of the Christ, the only begotten of the Father, Mother, God. John the Beloved, who was the closest disciple of Jesus, the true mystic of the Twelve, understood this joint heirship, and he understood that now are we the sons of God. The implication here is that we have been endowed with the same essential flame of the light and of the word which Jesus had. And this is our moment, our hour of initiation, to draw forth that flame through Jesus, through Saint Germain, through Gautama Buddha, through Mother Mary, through all of the sons and daughters who have found the same key to unlock the potential of God. And that key is this flame within the heart. Discipleship, then, is a very important relationship because the disciple who places himself under the tutelage of a master, an ascended master, let us say, of Jesus, stands in line to receive not only the training and the teaching, but the very consciousness of God of his own master. This hierarchical relationship has been known as that of the guru and the chila in the East, and as the master and the disciple in the West. It is a path that has been outlined. It is known in every way, 
Buddha had his closest disciples. Elijah had his disciple Elisha, who received his mantle when he was taken up in a chariot of fire. Elisha then went forth and smote the waters of the river Jordan with that mantle. The significance of the mantle is the momentum. It represents the attainment or the realization of God of the teacher, which at a certain point the teacher passes on to the disciple. The teacher withdraws, and the disciple then holds the key position of teacher to those who are coming after. In this manner, the traditions of the Buddha, the Christ, have been handed down to us from teacher to pupil all through the ages. What I'd like to talk about in terms of discipleship are the many paths that are open to us as we pursue the way back home. We've talked about the seven rays, and I'm wondering what the seven rays have to do with this concept of discipleship that you mentioned. Well, in order to accelerate the consciousness of God within us and to magnetize the flame of the ascension, each of us as a disciple must attain to a certain mastery on each of these seven rays. What are the seven rays? The seven rays come out of the white light of the Holy Spirit. You might say that the Holy Spirit is the full complement of all of the rays of the Christ consciousness. As we walk toward the fullness of the expression of the Holy Spirit, we are required to discipline ourselves on one of these seven rays. From the first to the seven, these rays are noted by the spectrum of color which we see in the rainbow. And so the first ray would be the ray of God's will, which has a frequency which vibrates in the spectrum of blue. Those who serve on this ray are those who are inclined to lead, to govern, to administer, to organize, and to execute. And they are very much concerned with the order and the energy of God's will. They are great devotees of the will of God. Even if they may not call it the will of God, they insist upon order and system in their lives, and they are very devoted to this order. The Chohan, which simply means Lord, the Lord of this ray, the one who is the teacher of disciples who serve on this ray, is the Ascended Master El Moria. El Moria was embodied as St. Thomas More a great devotee of the will of God. His retreat is in Darjeeling, India, and there he receives chilas, or disciples, of the will of God, who may journey to this retreat while their bodies sleep, as the soul takes leave of the body in the etheric envelope and becomes a part of the cosmic schoolroom. The second ray, the ray of wisdom, vibrates in the color spectrum of yellow. It is the focus of illumination, the illumined action of God. Its Chohan, or Lord, is Lanto. Many servants of the wisdom of God have been the teachers of mankind through the ages. Lord Lanto serves from the retreat of the Royal Teton in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, which is congruent with the Grand Teton. This is the ray of those who teach, who understand, and who know God through this illumined action of his wisdom and the wisdom of his law. These are the quiet souls, like St. Francis of Assisi, 
who, as the ascended master Kuthumi, occupied the position of Chohan of this ray until recently when Kuthumi became a world teacher. Lord Lanto's evolution was in ancient China, and there, through the wisdom schools, he drew forth the light of the heart. All of those who are seeking to know God by the mind of Christ and the mind of Buddha are followers and disciples on this ray. The third ray is the love of God, the very essence of this consummation of oneness in the Holy Spirit. Through this ray, whose spectrum and frequency is pink and rose, come the artists, those who are the creative, sensitive, and intuitive souls. These are the ones who serve mankind through love, through charity and compassion, and they find their oneness with the greater self in many creative avenues. The lord of this ray is Paul the Venetian, who was embodied as Paolo Veronese, the great Italian artist. Art, sculpture, and all forms of self-expression are disciplined by Paul as he receives disciples in his retreat, the Chateau de Liberté, which is in southern France. The fourth ray extols the purity of God and his discipline. Disciples of this ray come under the disciplines of Serapis Bay, whose retreat is the Ascension Temple at Luxor, Egypt. This white flame is the way of those who would contact the blueprint, the inner design of their handiwork, and in the honor and the integrity of the soul's oneness with the law of perfection, they pursue the discipline of the mastery of their sacred labor, the work of their hands, which is the work of the Father, Mother God through them. These are the disciplined ones who are seeking ultimate reunion through the greatest sacrifice of the self. This is the way of those who commune in the wholeness of the consciousness of the Divine Mother through purity of body, mind, and soul. The color white, of course, embodies all of the rays, and therefore, ultimately, the disciplines of each of the seven rays bring one to this doorway, to the ascension, the soul's eternal liberation. The fifth ray is the ray of truth and the science of God. It is the ray of healing and abundance. Its Chohan, or Lord, is Hilarion, who was embodied as the Apostle Paul, and his retreat is the Temple of Truth on the etheric plane congruent with the island of Crete. On this ray, scientists, doctors, healers, mathematicians, musicians pursue a scientific mastery of the self and of the planes of spirit and matter. This they do through the quest for truth in every discipline, including the healing arts. And so, the fifth ray becomes the means whereby those who require the logic of the Logos can find their way back to the Christ consciousness, back to the God design. The sixth ray is the ray of the Master Jesus, of peace and the ministration of God. It is the way of the selfless servant. Jesus, for two thousand years, has served as the Lord of this ray and has ministered to the evolutions whose way is the way of overcoming as he taught it. 
Now, as this 2,000-year cycle is turning, Jesus serves as world teacher, and the beloved Chohan Nada has become the Lord of this ray. This, then, is the way of those who minister in the energies of peace to the evolutions of earth, as counselors and comforters in every walk of life. Their inner vow is, I am my brother's keeper, and their sole motto is, He that would be great among you, let him be the servant of all. The color frequency is the spectrum of both purple and gold, the purple and gold, the twin flames of the Christhood on this sixth ray. The seventh ray is the ray of freedom and the forgiveness of God through the alchemy of the Holy Spirit. It is the way of the priests of the order of Melchizedek. It is also the way of those who are one with the great dramatist, God himself, who has conceived of the world as a stage upon which we all play our roles. The alchemy of the seventh ray is of the Aquarian age. It is truly the way of soul freedom, and its Chohan, or Lord, is Saint Germain, who is known as the God of Freedom to the Earth, the master of the Aquarian cycle. Saint Germain is the scientist who sponsors invention, innovation, great genius, and the mastery of the matter plane through technology. But he teaches the law of selflessness and non-attachment so that science can never become a dead materialism but a materialization of the God flame whereby we realize in matter the fullness of the living God. Thank you very much. Um, indeed, thank you. Now, before we go to break, um, many of you have written in the past to ask where some of these interviews can be found. And um want to say again that the book uh, from which many, well, actually the book, which is a compilation of these interviews, is Inner Perspectives, a guidebook for the spiritual journey by Elizabeth Clare Prophet. Inner Perspectives. If you go to our website at tsl.org and go to the bookstore, you can find it there. You can also find it on Amazon, of course. And it's, and again, Inner Perspectives, a guidebook for the spiritual journey by Elizabeth Clare Prophet. At this point, we'll take a short break. We'll be back again with Narrowly Duffy talking more about chakras, crystals, and the seven rays. Please stay with us. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org 
slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a keeper of the flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. Welcome back. We are talking about chakras, crystals, and the seven rays with Narrowly Duffy. Uh, when we left off at the end of our first segment, we had uh, covered the crown chakra, and we're going from top to bottom. So next in line would be the third eye chakra. Well, the third eye is probably one of our most important chakras because it is for vision, for wholeness, for abundance, for truth and for science. The um, physical organ in the body that corresponds to it is actually the pituitary gland. Uh-huh. Another one of those magical little glands that produces little hormones that do special things. <laughs> um, and the religion that it corresponds to is, not surprisingly, the Chinese green mm-hmm. of Confucianism. Oh, yeah. yep. And the gemstones are all, like, except for a couple of them, they're all green. So it's the emerald, the diamond, which can take on the color green, the jade, and the quartz crystal. So let me tell you about the emerald. It's probably um, a fantastic stone, I think, um, that yes. you might like to purchase after <laughs> you hear about this. Yeah. Um, it's a focus of clear vision, and it even helps you remember the past and see visions of the future. And it brings your ideas into physical form. So if you've got a business plan or something that you're trying to precipitate, it helps you to organize your ideas and actually bring them down into the physical from the etheric or from the mental plane. Mm -hmm. And it promotes truth. So if you're a scientist, a musician, anybody who deals with truth in any walk of life, which is probably really all of us, (laughs) um, can use this stone. It's very powerful. It brings things into the concrete. It's good at helping you to focus on what you should be doing, what's part of your divine plan. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also a stone of abundance. So especially if you use it with the amethyst, you can precipitate things very much more quickly, bring things from spirit into matter or form. And they do say if you wear an emerald, you will never be without funds, and it's very much a make-it-happen stone. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Now, are, are there different grades of emerald that we need to be aware of? Well, there are, and, it, and, it, and you know, there's going from the extremely expensive to the very, you know, you can get a piece of emerald that's not even faceted, which mm-hmm. is very reasonable for about even $5. Yeah, like a tumbled a tumbled, a tumbled yeah. emerald. So, and, and that's sufficient to the That can to be the sufficient. You know, yeah. obviously, you know, the purer, the better, the, the higher quality, the higher vibration. But oh, yeah, and like we mentioned in the last show, when, when it's the more yeah. faceted, the more light uh, yes. it can hold, is yeah. it, or it goes through it? Yeah. Trans- transmit. transmit. Transmit the light, okay. yeah. And it can look, it, and you'll, I remember seeing the crown jewels in England and walking past, and they just emitted they that light. They radiate, they oh, jump out. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they send a, send a ray of light. Yeah. 
So let me tell you about the jade. It's a very common stone, very much known for its healing energy. Um, It's also a dream stone, so it helps you to release your suppressed emotions through dreams. Mm -hmm. And it's said to inspire wisdom during the assessment of problems. Is anybody out there assessing a problem? I think we all are. Uh We're all making assessments. And Um, and this is jade again. This is jade, and it helps you to balance your needs with the requirements of the day. So a lot of people I'm talking to these days are saying, I need balance in my life. Get a piece of jade. Now, uh, this is one of the, I was interested in this when it came up last week, week, two weeks ago. Um, Jade is not typically a stone that we see as faceted. Normally, it's it's a shaped stone. It it can be faceted and shaped, but mostly um, it's, it It, it can be quite round. It can be, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be faceted at all, and it still works. And you just wear it close to your skin. You know, in mm-hmm. ladies, it might be earrings, it might be a ring, it might be a necklace that you wear on your skin. Well, was there a lot of jade in China? Because a oh, lot of yes. jade statues and yes. vases. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. Southeast Asia. And they valued it very much. Okay. Yeah. Well, I remember seeing a jade Buddha in northern Thailand. Um, this goes back now maybe 12, 13 years ago. Went up to uh, town Chiang Mai, if, you, if anybody knows that. There's this very, very long stairway. I think it's 250 steps. It's the seven dragon heads. And you go to the top, and there's this plateau that's marble. Oh, it's amazing. And this jade Buddha must be four feet tall. Yeah. And can't you feel the energy of it? It has a healing light, right? It's like a magnet. You actually feel yourself pulled to it. It's so powerful. Now, that's really interesting that you use the word pulled to it because that's what we were talking about, uh, Terry and I, when we happened to bump into (laughs) each other in this gemstone and crystal store in Uh in Bozeman, is that the the crystals kind of pull you towards them. They do. And the ones that you need, you sort of look at it and go, wow, I have to have that. Mm -hmm. And you read the description of it and then you find out why. And I think at different times we are attracted to different gemstones for different reasons. So if you have a selection and you just go... To your wardrobe or to your closet or to your altar, and you go, oh, which one will I carry with me today and why? And then you find out why. And, and people could probably Google, if you will, uh, gemstones in, in, their, in their town. Oh, yeah, and there's a beautiful book called The Crystal Bible, okay. which is really easy. Let me tell you about the quartz crystal because this is for every one of the rays. Um, it like dis- the diamond. Like the diamond. Mm-hmm. It dispels negativity. It helps with discipline, purity, peace, and protection. It brings joy, order, hope, and concentration. <sighs> I mean, you know, what else can it and do? And they say that yeah. everybody should have a piece of quartz crystal on your desk, on your altar, in your home. In you your know, car. In your car. Yeah. Let, let me ask you something uh, that, again, this came up two weeks ago. When we do acquire a crystal or a gemstone and we're not maybe around someone who we could trust to, to bless it or to magnetize it properly – what can we do to the stone? How do we address the stone? It's in very order to, simple. You know, very yeah. simple. You hold the stone in your left hand, palm up, and you put your right hand, palm down, over the stone. Mm-hmm. And so the left hand absorbs the negative energy, transmutes it in the heart, and the right hand brings forth the blessing of purity. So you just make a simple prayer. In the name of the mighty I am presence, I call for the withdrawal of this crystal or this gemstone of all negativity, anything that may have taken place in the past. I don't have to be aware of it. And I call for it to be transmuted by the violet flame. And I call for the quality, the true quality of this gemstone or this crystal to be anchored within this crystal as a flame of light. I accept it done this hour in full power according to the will of God. Amen. 
Amen. Very simple. Now, and I um, associate that flame of God with the refiner's fire. Mm. You know, is that appropriate way to envision that the stone is literally going through the flame of transmutation yeah. at some level? Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting you say that because the diamond um, was originally a piece of coal that went through a real process of refinement, pressure, mm. heat, and it became the beautiful diamond. Yeah. So it's analogous to all of us. We, we're all going through this. We're all gaining our self-mastery. We're all studying on each of the, one, of, one in particular of the seven rays, and we're gaining mastery. And people are just seeking and looking, what's my next step? What can I do? And a gemstone and a crystal can help you to do that. Yes. Now, before we move on to the throat chakra, let's just remind our listeners that the um, third eye chakra, the color is green. Uh-huh. The hierarchy is Hilarion. Mm-hmm. And it is the third ray. Or it's is it the, the fifth, fifth ray. The fifth it's ray. the fifth Thank ray you. of green healing. And it's most apparent on Wednesday tomorrow. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, moving on. Okay, the, the throat, throat chakra. chakra. Um, mm-hmm. This is the first ray. It's the will of God. It's protection, faith, and protection. It's Tuesday. The musical instrument is brass. The ascended master is Elmoria. The gland in the body is the thyroid gland, which, gland, which makes sense because it's right over the throat. Mm-hmm. And the religion is Judaism. Mm-hmm. Now, the gemstones are the diamond, the sapphire, the star sapphire, and the lapis. We've already covered the diamond, but let me tell you about the sapphire because it's quite fascinating. Oh, please do. A beautiful blue sapphire focuses the light of Archangel Michael and the god star Sirius, and it gives you protection through the trials and temptations of life. And it's a protective stone, and it helps with focusing the star of your causal body. The light rings around your mighty I am presence. Buddhists say that it gives a desire for prayer and it endows spiritual light, peace, and happiness. (laughs) Now, there's a variant called the star sapphire, and this has a particular quality which defends against the evil eye and against witchcraft. Now, you may not think, oh, witchcraft something in the past, but Mm -hmm. if somebody is envious of you, Mm -hmm. if they're jealous of you, if they're criticizing you, if they're gossiping against you, that is witchcraft, I and see. this stone protects from that. Well, that's witchcraft also, isn't it? Yeah, the witchcraft or whip. witchcraft. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, let me tell you about the lapis because it's one of my favorites. It's very powerful. It's a deep blue, beautiful stone. Much of it comes from Afghanistan, and the ones from Afghanistan have a beautiful gold color to them. Uh-huh. And if you wear it on your skin, you will find it strengthening, protecting. It gives you the ability to focus, to concentrate, it has its own vibration, and you can feel it. When you wear it, oh, yeah. you go, oh, yeah, I like this. <laughs> so these are great stones, diamond, sapphire, star sapphire, and lapis. Are there fingers that correspond? Like if, if a, a person wanted to wear it on the right finger, or the correct finger, I should say. Uh, I don't think so. I think you can wear them on any finger. Yeah. Um, but the fingers do correspond to different aspects of the, of, of, of the functioning of the body. And actually, the five Fingers correspond to the five secret rays. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And, the, and yeah. the spiritual, it's a very refining, it's not just a, a regular chakra, it's a very refining chakra. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it helps you with real intense, difficult initiations. If you're going through, through something where you feel like you're just being squeezed in a vice, yes. then the secret ray chakras are the ones that you can invoke and you can call them forth. So and any you, of these stones might be helpful with so, that. So if you have some of these these gems and stones uh, and crystals on, on your, your special uh, holy place in your home, your altar or whatever, 
they will absorb that altar energy. And then you can stand before your altar maybe in the morning and say, is there anything I need to know? Is there mm. one of you that I need to take with me today, right? I mean, you just make a simple call. Yeah, and if it's a small little portable piece, you can yeah. take it with you. Well, most of us, I think, have gotten in the habit of having the quartz crystal and the amethyst on yes. our altars anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah so and having it on your desk. I always have an amethyst in the middle of my desk so that if I'm interacting with somebody, even counseling somebody on the phone, I ask for the figure eight flow of that energy to pass between us so the amethyst is at the center like the it's cosmic the nexus, crust. Sure. Oh, And it absorbs negativity, and it protects me and shields me and protects them. Okay, well, we have once again come upon a break, (laughs) which we have to take. (laughs) Um, When we return, uh, we're going to cover for sure the heart chakra and as many other chakras as we can. (laughs) So everybody, please stay with us. We'll be back in just a few short moments. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And we are back again for our final segment today. Thanks for staying with us. We're talking with Narely Duffy about crystals, chakras, and the seven rays. We're going down the chakras from the top to the bottom. We've covered the crown chakra, the third eye chakra, the throat chakra. Next on our list is the heart chakra. Would you like the to take most it? important chakra yes, that we indeed. have. Yes, third ray, divine love and compassion. It's felt most on Monday, and the master is Paul the Venetian. The musical instrument is the harp. Not surprising. No. The religion is Christianity. Again, not surprising. The sacred heart of Jesus and Mary and all the saints. And the organ of the physical body, you have to guess this one. Oh, it begins with an H, I think. The heart. <laughs> oh, yes. The, heart. Yeah. Now, the gemstones, ruby and diamond, we covered last week. 
the garnet, the rose quartz, and the pink beryl. And the ruby stimulates the heart chakra. Actually, all of these stones stimulate and strengthen the heart. Mm -hmm. The garnet is a rich blood red stone, and that tells you that it fortifies and strengthens. Mm -hmm. And it has a long tradition of being used to strengthen the blood. If you have a blood disorder or, or you're anemic or something where your blood's not working right, that's a great one. It helps you to open the heart and build self-confidence, and it's good for courage and for help. Mm. And if you have a crisis, it helps you to turn a crisis into a challenge. Uh-huh. The rose quartz we mentioned last week, it's beautiful for balancing your personality, developing love, and the soft aspects of love, the tenderness, the compassion, the mercy, the tolerance, all of that. And also to help you de- develop discernment of spirits, discerning what's good, what's mm-hmm. evil, what's real, what's unreal, those subtle faculties of the soul. Mm-hmm. And oh, then okay. there's, a, yeah. there's a stone I have to tell you about. It's called the pink barrel. And it's the stone to help you with a stressful life. Let's all go out and get some. (laughs) Yes. It attracts and maintains love, and it helps you to do only that which you need to do. And that's how you get rid of stress. Do I really need to do this, or is this for someone else to do? If it's not for them, if it's not for me, I'm not going to do it. And Beryl will help you get that understanding. So this is the one that encourages loving thoughts, loving actions. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, but it also would help you kind of filter through the the stuff on your desk. The baggage. You know, and in your file cabinets that just aren't a part of your life anymore. I don't need that, but I really need to concentrate on this. (laughs) Right. In other words, it helps you get get rid of baggage and helps you with loving thoughts. And it actually calms the nervous system. I like it. I want one. (laughs) I used to have one. Did you? Yeah. Then I gave it away. Oh, well, you know, maybe I'll get another one. Well, you gave me a stone last yeah. show. You yeah. gave me the smoky quartz. Yeah, well, so now we're, we're, we're actually moving into that realm uh, where we kind of feel stress and kind of, you mm-hmm. know, the, the uh, solar plexus. Oh, the solar plexus is the place where you feel, you're intended to feel the peace yes. of Jesus. But it's right at the pit of your stomach. It's where you feel anxiety, nerves, butterflies, all that. This is the six ray purple and gold, mm-hmm. ministration and service. It's felt on Thursday. The master is nada. The musical instrument is the organ, Uh (laughs) which is very peace commanding. Mm -hmm. The organ, the physical organ in the body, is the pancreas. Not surprising. Okay. And the religion is Islam, which sometimes is can be associated with a certain amount of angst Mm -hmm. and concern. But in its pure form, it's a wonderful religion. Now the gemstones are topaz, ruby. Alexandrite and diamond with pearl. Now, I'm wearing an Alexandrite ring today, and it's a stone that changes color. It's often purple or violet or green, Mm -hmm. and it is actually a variety of what's known as chrysoberyl. It's a rare stone, and it helps you to center yourself and experience joy, and it helps you to align your four lower bodies and your emotions. It's said to help you in powers of regeneration, especially the rebirth of the inner and the outer self. Mm-hmm. In the East, in the Orient, it's said to be a magical gemstone, the Alexandrite, and it's said to bring good fortune. You know, I think as people are listening to this, um, it's easy to be reminded that the seven rays and the relationship between and among these various things we're talking about does have at its core the desire for self-mastery. Exactly. So these stones allow us to not only perceive issues mm-hmm. in our in our worlds and our lives that are perhaps troublesome, but as you said a moment ago, they can turn a crisis into a challenge. They mm-hmm. can turn a problem into an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so that we always have the choice, even though the stones can help us to a certain degree align ourselves with the highest good and the highest vibrations, we still ultimately have to 
decide. Mm-hmm. We want to go there. We want to have this opportunity. We want to be able to take advantage of whatever comes our way so that we don't necessarily have to repeat it if it's a bad thing or if it's a good thing, like joy, we get more of it. Yeah. So the stones that we're talking about have at their core, in our use, self-mastery. Yeah, well, they were created by the nature spirits under the direction of the mighty Elohim, the the seven spirits of God, and they're there to serve us and to help us to be better. Mm -hmm. Well, now we come to the seat of the soul. Mm. (laughs) This is where your soul resides at the second lowest uh, chakra, just above the base. Mm -hmm. It's the seventh ray. It's the violet orchid color. It's freedom, mercy, and forgiveness. The master is St. Germain. It's felt on Saturday. The musical instrument is the woodwinds. Hmm. And the organs in the body are the ovaries and the prostate, which is literally where the soul resides. Mm -hmm, And the religion is Taoism, which Ah. is that balance. So the gemstones are amethyst, diamond, and aquamarine. We've covered the diamond. We've talked about the amethyst quite a bit in detail, but its spiritual properties go back a long way. And it's the change and the transmutation and the qualities of inducing dreams and visions that have to do with the seventh ray. And it attracts the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Well, and violet flame, obviously, is something that's so central to what we practice. And here's the stone that exemplifies yeah. the violet and, flame. And the aquamarine is, is a color that Mother Mary, you associate yes. with Mother Mary. And so there's the mother where the, the, the child yeah. uh, grows. I mean, and it and all it's, makes sense. It's the birthstone of all you Pisces out there, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, well, the aquamarine, <laughs> aquamarine is, is interesting. It's a beautiful aqua color. And as you said, Tom, we associate it with the divine feminine. Mm-hmm. It's a stone of courage, and it actually aligns the chakras and shields the aura. It calms the mind and emotions, reduces stress. It's said by the ancients to counteract forces of darkness, Mm -hmm. and it helps you with intuition, meditation, and spiritual awareness. I gotta get one of them. I don't have one of them. Do have, I don't have enough fingers for all these stones I'm going to have to well, you don't get. have to wear them all at once. I know. You just wear them when they speak to you. Yes, indeed. A toe ring. Tom with a toe ring. Oh, my gosh. My shoes wouldn't fit. <laughs> okay. So now we're up to... Down to... Down to... <laughs> yeah. The base, the of, the base of the spine. Yes, oh, the base of the spine. Oh, my gosh. And only a couple of minutes to Okay, go. we can do it. <laughs> no. Fourth ray, okay. white. Alignment of the four, four lower bodies. Purity and ascension. Serapis Bay is the master. It's on Friday... The gemstones are diamond, quartz, crystal, pearl, and zircon. The organs in the body correspond to the organs of procreation, the genitals. Mm-hmm. The musical instrument is the drum. Oh. And the religion is Hinduism. And let me tell you about the pearl. Yes, we spoke please. about this last week, but it is a focus of the resurrection flame of beloved Jesus. It also has a quality of the divine mother or the mother flame. And it's very good at strengthening the body. And its primary effect is on the emotions. So it'll help you to develop an even temperament. You should wear your pearls close to the skin. So earrings, necklace, mm-hmm. you know, ring, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the quartz crystal. And all of us should have a piece of quartz. At least one. So is it manly to wear a string of pearls? <laughs> well, why are you, you can wear them. <laughs> you can wear them underneath your clothes. There you go. You really could. <laughs> well, I think this is a point now where we, we have discussed, at least we, we've scratched the surface of the chakras. From the base of the spine is where the, um, the, the kundalini energy resides. And one of our uh, goals is to raise this energy properly um, to, to 
basically meet the, the father flame, the, the, the flame coming down from the, ch- the crown chakra in the heart. So we have this um, union process. process. And these stones and crystals, gems that we're talking about, can aid in the process of the right application of the kundalini, correct? Yes, absolutely. So that's one of the things and that And you think- can actually, I mean, it, it actually brings about, as you were describing, mm-hmm. the birth of the Christ. In the heart In chakra. the heart. Mm-hmm. Because it, it comes up from the base, the light comes mm-hmm. up from the base of the spine to the heart, and it comes from the crown down into the heart. And the father energies and the mother energies, the father of the crown and the mother of the base, reunite in the secret chamber of the heart, and they give birth to the Christ consciousness, no matter what religion. Yes, yes. You know, you can be Hindu, Buddhist, Taoist, Confucianist. doesn't matter. It's all about the Christ consciousness or the light, and that's what we're about. And I want to tell you that if you just have 51% of the people on the planet having that Christ consciousness, you can have a golden age. Yes. That's our goal. Yes. Oh, yes. We're all sighing, yes. aren't we? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so just, you know, bring it on. Just more people become the Christ consciousness. Think about it. Good yeah. for you. Well, this has been a... Um, we did it! It's good. I really... <laughs> did I'm so happy. Thank you, narrowly. I think we'll come back again oh, to this. I have yeah. a feeling that we're going to get yeah. some more um, letters and emails, which we appreciate again. And I want to say, too, that there are a lot of books, a lot of DVDs, um, audio albums that we have. Mm-hmm. If you go to tsl.org... Look for the bookstore, type in your search, look for violet flame, gems, crystals, chakras, masters, rays, initiation, violet flame, whatever you want. You're going to find something there that's going to help you. And uh, the book that we used as a small guide for this uh, process, I mean, this uh, subject today was Keys to the Kingdom. Keys to the Kingdom. It little has pocket a little, book. little chart, page 74, yes. gives you the seven chakras and all of the Gemstones, the musical instrument, the anchor point in the body, the spiritual yeah. tradition, the number of petals in the chakra. Everything you want to know about chakras, in a nutshell. In right a nutshell. There. So anyway, <laughs> everyone, thanks again for being with us. We so appreciate your participation on the listening end of this because it's all part of the figure eight flow. And I want to say thank you to Nerly again for being oh, with us once more. Pleasure. Thank you so much. Enjoyed sharing And some thank keys. you folks out there for listening. And uh, any comments and questions, just just uh, we're at uh, web radio at tsl.org. Yep. Web radio at <laughs> tsl.org. Well said, Terry. <laughs> and in the meantime, as we like to say, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out, out of, of this, this world. world. God bless you, everyone. Thanks Bye, for being everyone. with us. Bye bye. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.